I got let's 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 get started here. So, um, I guess how do how do we how do we begin these? Oh yes. So welcome everyone to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number sixty-one, and I am your usual host, Mr. Jared. I have one. I have with me Mr. Michael Mahoney. What's good, Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Uh, Sixty-one. And back with us again this week is Mr. Doug Wilson. That's me. And Lucio Lorenzino is absent. He's out making the world a worse place. I he's in he's in like the suburbs of New York, and he acts like he's in like a war torn uh, like Cairo. Westchester is like the nicest place, you know. I don't know what he's. It's it's a beautiful suburb with a, a luxurious large mall and an outback steakhouse, and he's still finding things to complain about. Yeah, he well, really you know, is. he's from White Bread, Miami, so it's pretty <laughs> scary to him. He's he's from super super privileged, super. Uh, I don't think anything bad has ever happened in Miami. Well, I don't uh, think anything bad has happened in Florida. Yeah, I mean, Florida is kind of like, uh, you know, just a, a paradise, right? <laughs> when, when he says he's much. from Argentina, he means the one next to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean. I, I get it. He's used to luxury. He's used to sprawling metropolitan areas, and so you know, uh, a suburb. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. Westchester is not all that suburban. Being being surrounded by like a Chili's and and a, a cheesecake factory <laughs> can be overwhelming the first time, though. Okay, that's. I guess that's right. It's oppressive. Right. So. Too many great options. Too many. Too many great <laughs> options. So much value. How do you? <laughs> How do you how do you cope with that? So um, why don't why don't we start off by uh, by talking about this little there's there's a little thing going on on the site right now. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, what is it? Can you hear Can you hear all this that I'm doing here? I uh, like I can hear. Wait, do do whatever you're doing. Oh yeah, I heard that. Okay. What is that? You hear the clicking? Yeah, share basically. share it with the people. Um. That is, that's me not doing my job. It's, I'm supposed to. It's not a body. It's not a body. It's not a body being. Not yet. As okay. long as it's not Hatsune Miku Hente. Uh, it might be. <laughs> well, let's let's not give him too much credit. It, it might be. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, I'm in my house and my pants are certainly around my ankles right now. Well, there you have it. Let's just hope that he's defecating. So anyway, welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast, where we talk about. Uh, I trust you, listener. That's why. That's why I'm on the the can right now. Yeah, he's on the he's on the defensive. Um, so like I said, a little little something going on on the site this week, and uh, that would be that would be our game of the year uh, competition, which we've mostly mirrored in the same way that we've that we did it last year and it's it's mostly producing I, I think the results that we hoped to see maybe is it i don't know that it is i don't know is it is it upset oh hey some some shit just changed while i was talking um all right well why don't we why don't we lead off by talking about the first day of voting which was yesterday and maybe what we could do is just run through uh all the games that we said goodbye to and maybe we could just say you know a word or two in memoriam to to say hey you know sorry sorry you died okay like that yeah so, why not so i mean i think we said goodbye to uh to what five games yesterday 
And, okay. and they were, I, I think they were all pretty good games. So let's just kick things off. No, with, you don't. That's, with, a, that's a goddamn lie. Let's kick things off with Nidhogg. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, Nidhogg, I guess I guess I, I like Nidhogg a lot, and I'm not insulting it, but I don't think it's Game of the Year material. I had to put it on my list because it's just one of the few games that I really like to sit down and play with people, which is not something I do a lot these days. So I mean, that's that, that's fair. I remember I had my my sister a few weeks back. She did something really bizarre, and she's like, "Hey, I want to I want to come to your apartment and I want to play video games." And she never asked about video games. So I say, "Yeah, come on through, and I'll try and figure out something that we can play together." So I we tried a bunch of shit. You know, you know what I realized? There's not a bunch of, there's not a whole lot of games uh, with local multiplayer these days, unless you own like a Nintendo console. Well, I was going to um, say, actually, I feel the opposite. But you have to have an even more bizarre setup where you've hooked up a computer to your television. Um, yeah, that's that, that that's true. So it was really, it was actually really difficult to figure out stuff we could play together. Yeah. Um. So I I I taught her a lot of shit, and I I taught her like Far Cry and Hatsune Miku. Actually, um, she liked Hatsune Miku far better rhythm game um so i think i i think the key to pleasing uh both sexes is to create a first person shooter that has rhythm game commands and where right? and where you can be together forever with a or you virtual, can be together forever with but a anyway, virtual the, pagan min i we're, we're I have getting, a really hard time imagining like showing something like Project Diva to my family because I'd be so worried about what they'd have to say about me. But see, I, I think my my like my family and all my friends, all of us were very into uh, you know we were we were into like rock band and we were into Parappa the Rapper and that's stuff that we all played together. So it's like Hatsune Miku, yeah, it's got this weird whiny Japanese anime girl, but it's still in the same vein of those other games we like playing together. I mean, it's um, okay. It's okay to introduce it to your super kawaii sister. It's not so. I don't know that you should sit down and like play it with Pop Pop. Um, oh, Oni Chan. <laughs> so, so you're not right. Good. You're right. We did get we did get way off the point. What where we're were you going? So Nidhogg. So Nidhogg is pretty the good one game. game. Nidhogg is the one game that I was able to introduce to her that we were both able to play together and have a lot of fun. Oh, so you is. you did actually have a scenario where you were able to like play it. You both had a setup that you could. Yeah, yeah, we were both able to do it. So it was Nidhogg, and it was actually Dive Kick that we both played. Ah, um, both good choices. How yeah. I'm I'm curious. How did you play Nidhogg? Did you do a, um, did you do it on like a computer and like you both just used the keyboard, or did you have controllers hooked up, or what? What were you able to pull off there? Yeah, we both do. We both just kind of used the keyboard, and it was um fine. I think I think we both, you know. Well, that's even more. That's even more impressive. That I think in probably the game's like least ideal setting, you were able to make it work. Like that. Yeah. That yeah, speaks. That still, speaks volumes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's still definitely. I think it was still definitely a lot of fun to uh, do that. But yeah, I think uh, I think some of my favorite local multiplayer experiences this year are. I mean, like, screen sheet is really cool. The first-person shooter where everybody's invisible. Um, we'll get to it in just a little bit, but, like, Cannon Brawl is a good example of something that really shines in a local setting. Um, right. But they're all, they're uh, all yeah, PC Cannon games. Oh, yeah, Cannon a good one. That's, that's one I should have played with her. If, if not, not, with the, not if you didn't have a controller set up, though. And that's, that's the problem, right? Is like, why are all these games on the platform that's the least friendly to, uh, yeah. to get that stuff going? Um, uh, that's a good point. But but nevertheless, uh, Nidhogg kind of ran you know many a not not many but uh, you know we I had a I had a couple parties at my house and we we played quite a bit of it and I I think we definitely got our fifteen dollars worth out of it for sure. Right. 
Um, it's also, I like it a little bit more than like say dive kick where, um, you know, dive kick just doesn't have a lot to do by yourself. Uh, and same with screen sheet. Um, right. And so that was why I didn't rate screen sheet very highly is because it's on a platform that doesn't really inspire local multiplayer. And so if you don't have that setup, like it's, it's really not very fun at all. Right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, Nidhogga, we had to, we had to say goodbye, but we'll, we'll remember you forever. And, uh, I know that this is audio and so you can't see this right now, but Jay is aiming a flaming arrow uh, at its corpse as it as it rides on a boat. I am. That's exactly what we're doing. To to Valhalla. Uh, goodbye, Needhawk. Which is actually we got a much bigger budget for this stuff this year. Yeah, we we really <laughs> we went all out, but I don't think we really considered how much of it would be visible to the listener. Um, so if you yeah, but we can describe all the awesome shit that we're doing here. Yeah, and I mean, you just you hit it. You you hit it on your first shot, and that's really great. It's burning up right now. Um, it's burning up quite. We put a couple of fireworks on there as well. So we're, it's really pretty. We're all together too. I know this sounds like a Skype call, but it's just that's actually just how Jay sounds in person. Yeah, that's Odin how he's descending life. from the heavens to wish our brave warriors well. Yeah, it turns out it turns out God's real and and yeah. he's, and he's Odin. So uh, sorry, sorry Christians, but we figured it out here on the Enemy Slime podcast. It was it was actually Odin the whole time. <laughs> but that's episode 62 so i mean later he gets cut in half and becomes gilgamesh so i don't know <laughs> maybe, maybe it doesn't matter all that much uh let's talk about uh let's talk about the next one on the list which none of us played uh which that would be valiant hearts uh it's definitely a game and lucio liked it so it's about war um so yeah let's go ahead we're gonna just we're gonna it's- Take a copy. I think this is digital only, but we we burned it to a disc. So uh, we're gonna take a copy and we're gonna just go ahead and throw it down a wishing well. We, we, we burned it on a really pretty disc. We actually got this disc custom made. Yeah. So it's got a little gold inlay. Yeah. It's got the label. You know, it, it looks like it looks for all intents and purposes. This is a box copy of Valiant Hearts, uh, the only one in existence. And now we're just we're gonna just drop it down this well. And, we special uh, ordered it from Ubisoft. Did and, you also burn pictures of butts on the CD as well? <laughs> I mean, one or two. Um, <laughs> well, good. I don't want it to be alone. It and needs to have some butts. Now I'm gonna now I'm now I'm going to blow a kiss down the well. Uh, so goodbye, goodbye, Valiant Hearts. May you, uh, I guess, get pulled back up in the bucket the next time someone wants some water. For the next, for the next one, uh, the next, the next title that we had to say goodbye to is Cannon Brawl, and I mentioned yeah. it earlier. It's got it's got a nice local multiplayer component, but again, maybe just not the best platform. Um, I know that when we talked to the developers last, they had talked a little bit about maybe potentially porting it somewhere. I don't know if any any movements been made there, but I, I still hope they do because yeah. it is something I'd like to have on a console. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it on a console. You, well, you really wanted it on that Wii U. You wouldn't let that go. Yeah, I, I still, I still think it would work great on the Wii U. And I, I don't really know. It's one of those things where you know when you know that somebody should do something, uh, but you don't necessarily know how or what or why. Um, I know that they should use that touchpad, but I really have no idea how they should do it or or. Uh, I guess I guess they could do it for like the um, the managing the structures and. Constructing them, telling it where on the screen to place them. Yeah, I mean, it just it feels it feels so right. So or maybe just to fire, you know, it's a great firing mechanism. 
Yeah, actually, that's true. I think that would work pretty well. Um, but anyway, unfortunately, we we have to say goodbye to it. Uh, well, well done. It died a noble we're death. La- we're launching this one into space. Yeah, so this one we're loading into a rocket right now that uh, that Doug just finished priming. Um, and so uh, I guess we'll load. oh there it goes. Which just it just yep it, yep that's the off it goes right. off into the cosmos. Uh, I'm saluting it right now and uh, and and you know and, and there you go. It flew it flew far enough into the sky that I couldn't see it anymore. But then there was a little twinkle. You know yeah. how you know how that happens when something and <laughs> is blasting off again. When, when something that's how it happens in real life. Yeah, when something goes up really high in real life, that thing that happens. That's just that's what happened. So uh, anyway, next up is a game that we're we're real sorry to see go. Uh, it is Infamous Second Son. Um, it's a game about uh, a guy who gets cool superpowers like video. Yeah, you know video powers. Remember video? video listen, I, remember I, I, video it, man. It sounds it, sound, it sounds really stupid in in uh, in the premise. Like if you just read if you just read like the the pitch on Wikipedia, it sounds really dumb. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Video videos the neon. That was the one. That was the videos the bad one. Neon's the good one. Um. Well, it sounds really dumb when you when you when you like just kind of talk about it, when you just kind of look at it. Like I thought. Because when I was researching it, right, before I bought it, I was like, wow, video and neon, those sound like really stupid powers. Um, but then you play it, and it's actually, you know, pretty fun, really good. And I think both of them... See, I, I, I like what they did with the powers. The um, the conduit they're associated with is kind of the... I guess their personality types are kind of the opposite of how their powers end up working for Delson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Del, like, Fench, Fetch, the conduit who has neon, she's a very kind of violent vengeful person and her powers are all about you know you know she's off to kill people and all this kind of stuff and you can encourage her to kill more people or you can encourage her to pull it down but once you get neon powers they're really kind of great for crowd control and um for disabling people without killing them meanwhile eugene he's like oh i want to save the world and i want to be a superhero and and i don't want anyone to be bullied ever again but then you get eugene's powers which are the video powers and the video powers are very kind of deadly and violent and good for clearing out um, mass amount of enemies really quickly. Um, I thought that was a neat little touch, just in terms of the characterizations versus how their powers actually work. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was a pretty fun. My only my only real problem with the game was how short it was. It is it is short. I feel like um, I feel like on top of being like short from a campaign structure. Uh, I feel like the city feels kind of small. Um, oh, you thought so? I I thought so. Uh, and then, I, 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 here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. I think I think the game that looks nice. I think it looks really nice. I think it might even still be like one of the best looking games of this generation. Uh, but so far, so far, yeah. Um, my issues with it, and it's been so long since I played. My issues with it are. Uh, a the morality system, which is horse shit, and apparently I can't actually dock points for that because that's just how infamous is, and I should have known better. Um, yeah, you should have known better. But I, it's it's still it's bullshit, and and it's it's just I mean it's like a Mass Effect level of crappy. Um, and then my other my other problems, there are other issues I have with the story, but we can forget about that now. My other problem is that uh, I don't really think that. 
melee is a viable option in that game unless you, you're what you don't think so not unless you're like a real heavy duty hit and run kind of guy like well, yeah you, that's, you kind of to... how, that's kind of how it's designed i i think i feel like what they did in terms of melee is um because in infamous 2 right um cole was kind of a lot more of uh of like a well i don't want to call him a tank because he wasn't that strong but he was really good at kind of absorbing shit and being able to keep his health up and all this kind of stuff. I feel like Infamous Second Son was kind of built around... Um, they wanted Delson to feel a little different. So I feel like Delson was a little more, bit more of a, a glass cannon. So he could do a lot more damage than Cole did in a really short amount of time. But he could also um, take up... you know, Well, it was a lot easier to kill him. I'll put it that way. It's a lot easier to kill Delson. So you would go in, you would clear some of them out, and then you would just uh, find some cover and recover his health or drain something, and then go back to go back to work on that end. Yeah, um, and that's that's. I mean, that's. I guess that's how it's designed. Like that's by design. I don't think it was accidental. I don't think anybody played it and was like, didn't notice that. Um, but I don't know. I felt like the game wanted me to shoot people a lot more than I actually wanted to shoot people, and I really yeah. wanted. I was looking for something more of like a Batman kind of thing. Um, I wish that every game was like Arkham. <laughs> and uh, and so do you, wish I, you, do you wish GTA was like Arkham? As yes. Well? Why isn't GTA like Arkham? But this is, this is such a 1% joke, but um, yeah, I know, but I, I just, uh, I wanted to go in and kind of punch and do that kind of stuff. And the game just really doesn't want to do that. And I didn't, I don't know that I felt that. I felt like, you know, it was, uh, I thought, I thought it was like kind of a mixed approach to the thing. And I, and I feel like it really kind I'm, of encouraged the power switching. I think neon was the best power, you know? Yeah. That's the one you stuck to the most, but I feel like it always had stuff around the environment where it's like, you're supposed to switch powers. You're supposed to switch it up between your projectiles and your melee. Um, I don't know. I, I guess my only problem with, um, well, I won't say Arkham because Arkham's a perfect game, but my problem with Assassin's Creed and Shadows of Mordor, on the other hand, is that sometimes it's a little too dependent on me waiting for that little button to pop up that tells me I can counterattack now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sometimes just like unloading. And, and you could do that in, you know, Mordor per se, where you can, where you can get behind it and be just right and really kind of unload on them. But Second, second Son, I, I feel like it let me kind of let loose a lot more and I, I i personally enjoyed that yeah i guess i i could see that i think that i i at least get where you're coming from with that um i don't i don't know it just it maybe it wasn't the right time wasn't the right thing it just it didn't really speak to me like it spoke to you um but i i still think it deserved to be on the list i know that okay. i know that some others may not feel that way but uh we had a we had a pretty shitty year <laughs> and and I think if I had played that game at the end of the year instead of at the beginning, I yeah. might feel a little differently about it. Right. Yeah. Especially especially with all the open world turds that we had this year. So. And uh, in fact, speaking of open world turds, I think we actually saw you could do a much worse morality system than what we saw in Second Son, and um, I think that was in Watch Dogs. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean. Because watchdogs, watchdogs morality. The only the only reason morality seemed like it was in there was to punish you for wanting to do for having fun. I to, yeah, for wanting to have fun. What you're driving fast? Well, that's that's not okay. That's not okay. You have explosive weapons. Well, you can't use those. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that for sure. Yeah. Um. And I 
I don't really have an answer to that problem. It's kind of like back with L.A. Noir when you're when you're driving around town as a cop and you you don't want to hit anybody or anything, but it makes it unfun to drive. And I just I just don't think there's a fix for that. Like I don't. Well, 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 well. One argument I would like to make for um, Second Son's morality system versus Watch Dogs, because Watch Dogs, the only point of having a negative morality was to punish you, right? And the entire, you know, the entire end game was based on the idea that I wouldn't want to hurt the police officers. <laughs> and I was like, after a while, it just got so annoying. It's like, you're going to spawn all these cops on me and I'm not allowed to do anything about that. Well, fuck that. You know, I don't care about my morality anymore because I kept it pretty high. Um, you know, and I just started, you know, just going and doing my thing. But in Infamous, Second Son, at least the powers will accommodate whichever morality you choose. So Right, but the, but the more the, the well, more evil you, hold on, the more evil you are in Infamous then you know what it it switches the powers so that they're kind of more explosive and dangerous and kill more people, but they also allow you to kind of absorb the people directly and refresh your powers from them. But if you play the good path, then a lot of your powers are more focused and neutralizing and you don't have to worry about collateral damage like you do in watchdogs and watchdogs you always have to be very fucking careful about where you shoot and where you drive and in infamous if you're trying to be the good guy then it accommodates you trying to be the good guy it's like you can still have fun with your powers and you don't have to worry about you know accidentally killing a ton of people so i know that this wasn't really your point i get i get where you're coming from um, the problem that I have and the reason why I compare it to Mass Effect, uh, is because, so as you, as you progress through one or the other, you, uh, you get benefits from doing so, right? Like you earn points, yeah. or you're able to buy skills that you aren't able to buy if you don't have like the certain karma level. Right. Well, so that means that in order to get the highest skill, you want to have the highest karma level. And so once you've decided on a path there's no more decisions to make. The game keeps giving you choices. Like it's like, hey, do you want to do a good oh, yeah, thing or a yeah. bad thing? But the choice is always do whatever the first one you did was. Just like Mass Effect, where you know you, you can't pass your really high speech checks later in the game unless you're strong enough with Paragon or Renegade. And no, so and, and I, so you're just pigeonholed. Where like you know there might be a dialogue option where I would really rather say this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to pick Renegade because I have to. Or at the end of the game, I'm going to have have a character die who I don't want and, to die or something. Now, and I, not a lot of I, point in going into this too deeply, but the original Mass Effect, you just bought those points. You could be killing everybody and still buy up like all your Paragon skills. It was Mass Effect 2 that made you like accountable mm, to what a dick you were. I feel like I need a little help there by what you mean by buying them. I remember Mass Effect is just acquiring Paragon them through how you... and Renegade were skills. Like on your, on your skill tree, you bought points in those. Is that is that true? Has it been that yes. long? Doug? Doug? No. Is he right? I can't remember. <laughs> it's been too now, long. The only thing I... is that it may have, like, you may have needed to unlock point, or, like, the later levels by being a dick, but you went in those and bought them the same as, like, your singularity ability or your focus. So I want to, I, I just want to say this. I, I, like, 100% agree with you on what you're saying. Um, but I think I came into Second Son after after the first two Infamous games. And, you know, for full discretion, I was a big Infamous 2 fan. And I kind of knew that first choice you made in-game was basically the path that you were going to stick to for the rest of the game. Um, and I'll be honest, too, Second Son is kind of... While I feel like, you know, both endings are kind of 
worthwhile. I kind of like Delson's path in both of them, where he can become the superhero. He becomes like this massive dick. Um, you know, there's not there's not a whole lot of difference where you're like, okay, I must see both uh, karmas. It's kind of like you know, um, so it's it's it is very superficial. But I do I I think in terms of even having it, they were at least good at 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 you know designing around the karma system. Whereas a game like Watch Dogs was not designed around its karma system. It was just simply simply in its purest form uh, to punish you. It's like you could either be a really good guy and have an easy time playing this game or you could be a really bad guy and you know you're going to die faster because everyone hates you and we're always calling the cops on you and you know with ubisoft um and watchdogs it felt like they were shoehorning you in and forcing you to be one thing whereas at least in 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 second son yeah the first choice is basically going to be what your karma is for the rest of the game um but at least they're very good for rewarding you in one of the two sides that you want to play yeah. And at least the gameplay is built around it. I guess that's fair. Although, I mean, I, there's still so many other issues I have. Like, uh, you know, you have the option of doing a, um, a passive takedown or, or a kill on, on enemies, and that nets you karma. But, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of choosing two buttons. And there's no, there's yeah. no benefit to killing somebody over... Um, you know, taking them down, like I, it, it would have been an I think, inconvenience. I, mean, I, I, I would have, I would have liked to see something where, like, if you, if you don't kill somebody, you know, after a certain amount of time, they can get released from the the grapple or something like that. And so there's more of a struggle there to do it, and there's more of an incentive. Knights of the Old Republic still has kind of a bad morality system, but what I like about it is that there's a lot of reward for being a dick. Like a guy runs up to you and he's like, "Go find my sister," and you kill him. And and then you get whatever the quest reward would have been without having to do his bullshit. And uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like the best approach to that I've seen to morality systems have been from the Fallout series. Um, yeah, I think The Witcher also uh, is is probably my go to example in in a modern series. Right, but I think you know, I, I think as far as infamous, like I, I again, I understand everything you're saying. I I I I mostly agree with everything you're saying. Um, but I think, you know, as far as Infamous is concerned, um, I, I don't know that they're trying to push that deep. It might be nicer to see something a bit deeper in terms of the karma system in the future. Um, but it's really kind of the choice, you know, choosing between, between whether you're going to be a superhero or whether you want to become infamous. So it's kind of like, you know, um, what it is. And I've always thought, um, you know, from the very first game in Infamous, their storyline you know, it wasn't even though it was called infamous, their storyline wasn't built around you being able to do the negative karma path. The negative karma path felt really bizarre because negative karma was more like the practical choices, right? So in the first infamous game, it was like, Am I going to take this food and keep it for myself and my girlfriend and my best friend? Or am I going to go ahead and let everyone have at this food? And you're like, you know, you're in an apocalypse type scenario, keeping the food seems like a kind of pragmatic choice. It doesn't seem like you're we, yeah, being necessarily evil. Except, right? you, except you know it's a video game and you're not <laughs> right. you're not going to starve to death. And by the way, I would really admire a game where they gave you that choice and you give the food to everybody and then you yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, and I, I, I think, you know, um, and I, 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 I had problems with that at the time and I thought it was really shallow. And I thought Infamous 2 at least um, fixed their karma system in a sense that they tied it kind of to your love interest. So, you know, one, I, I guess I'll go ahead and spoil it because it's been out for several years now. So one, so you had these two girls, uh, Nixon and Cole, um, and they would push you towards a certain karma. So like, you know, 
Knicks would be like, let's go out and let's like really fuck shit up and, you know, just let your wild side lose your like the paragon of power. Um, no one should fucking question you. And then Cole was like, you know what? I'm an officer of the law. You need to kind of sit up and fly straight and you need to do what's right by the people and all this kind of stuff. But following their karmic paths, like following Nix's evil path and then following Cole's path, what they did at the end of the game was so great. And that depending on which woman you chose to follow, that particular woman would become the final boss of the game. So you would um, you would be very, you would be encouraged to follow them and do everything they said. You're being the good guy. You're being the lawful officer. And then Ko is like, you know what? At the end of the game, I I can't do what I thought I, I could do. I guess I'm not that just as I thought. And you end up fighting her. You follow Nix's evil path. And Nix is like, come on, let's fuck shit up. Let's do all this shit. And then finally, at the end of the game, Nix is like, you know what? You're too fucking crazy for your own good. It's time for me to stop you. And I thought what was so great about that was like the character motivations were perfect. And I thought it was so great that they made you follow these one path, made you get really close to this character. And then they kind of flipped the script. And I thought that was uh, terrific and wonderful. So I liked that application of the karma system. Uh, when I finally got to Second Son, Second Son wasn't as deep as two, but it wasn't as bad as one. So it was kind of like middle ground. I feel like if they do another sequel to Infamous um, on, the, on the PlayStation 4, and I hope they do, uh, that maybe they'll, they'll go back a little bit more to what they did with uh, Infamous 2. And I would like to see that again. Um, but you, it, you're right. You're what right. you're it's describing get... sounds better. Right. Um, but I, I still think they need to just scrap it entirely. I, I, don't, I don't agree because I think, I think it's really for the comic book fans and for, you know, are you going to be a superhero and a villain? I think comic books are very but, black and white in those terms. But you it's can, like, you know, you can do that. Know. You can do that. You can present somebody with a scenario and ask them to pick the best choice and maybe make it a little less obvious than, than give the food or keep the food. And then, you know, get to like a certain stage of the game and be keeping track of all these options as you go through it. And then get to this phase where it tallies everything up and says, okay, you have clearly demonstrated that you are a bad guy. So now here you've unlocked this bad guy power set and that's what you're set in for like the remaining quarter of the game. Um, I mean, that's fair. That sounds, that sounds like a pretty good system. I think, I think that that would, would improve it, uh, you know, by a wide mile because then at least there's a reason to be making the choices. I just don't like being uh, re- re- repeatedly presented choices that it doesn't matter because it's just already been made for me. Uh, okay. That would that would be all I'd say, and like I said, I it's it's probably my my biggest issue with the game because I just I see this pretty cool world that they created and these cool powers and, and all this stuff and all this opportunity, and then just this like wet fart of a morality system that just could be so easily. I don't even think it would be that hard for them to fix it. I mean, um, I think I think I think you nailed what exactly what Infamous Second Son was, and. Um... You know, you said it was a you said it was like a tech demo for the PlayStation Four, and I think that's honestly uh, what it was. And it, it was unfortunately uh, such an abysmal year in video games that a tech demo was one of the better games this year. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. I, I I don't regret playing it. I I finished it to completion, so that's a lot more than I can say for a lot of the other games that came out this year. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, we we spent a while on that. Let's I, let's say okay. good, let's let's say goodbye to this one. Uh, we're, we're sending we're sending this one to uh, Cuba. Yeah, this one is just being exiled to to Cuba. So see you oh, later. But it's being being exiled to a pretty nice villa. We, yeah, no, we really hooked it up, and it's going to have a full weight staff. We've actually during during our discussion, we've been flying there. Yeah, we got we got, we got one of uh, Ellen 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 Musk. We got one of his jets. You know. Yeah. 
like his yeah. space jets or whatever. So um, we were going suborbital flight. Seriously, we weren't kidding about the budget. It's crazy. We got the presidential <laughs> salute battery doing a twenty-one gun salute in Second Son's honor. Yep. 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 Pretty. I mean, I'm I'm weeping right now. Yeah. <laughs> and who could blame you? It all sounds 100% accurate and real. Before we go back, guys, I'm going to just stop into a pharmacy and get some medication. Just some, just some, you know, prescriptionless meds. Yeah. All, all, you know, nothing, nothing that's dangerous or that I can get hooked on. Just like, uh, you know, uh, some extra strength antihistamines. And some, some horse tranquilizers. Yeah. Oh, and I, I could really use a giant, uh, like comically large bottle of vanilla extract. So. Let me just let me just grab that real quick. And, get all the uh, rum and, and, and cigars that you can as well. I guess that too. I'm gonna get me some Big Mac. <laughs> so some, the, some of J Law's Big Mac. The last the last game that we have to say goodbye to. I know this one hurts, Jay. I'm so sorry. Um, I think I think most of us who who did fill out predictions um, put this one as going through for a little bit. But Ding yeah, really? Ding Ding and Ron put two. Well, yeah. I thought Jay's I, um, fans I would say, come through, and they didn't. Well, yeah, I, I'm actually very, I'm very disappointed in you, listeners. Um, I really thought that you know you guys showed a lot of support for the Danganronpa games in the past on our website. Um, it's actually anytime I do a review on it, it's one of the better articles. It actually gets a lot of views. Um, the only whoever comment on our Facebook page are the weird anime game fans and the guy that loves destiny whoa 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 <laughs> they're they're perfectly normal at everyday people and they love danganronpa and who can blame them well, they don't they don't love it enough because danganronpa lost in the first round what did it lose to i already forgot i actually forgot to <laughs> i want to say it was a weak choice as well uh this war of mine oh, it was this war of mine i don't think that's a weak choice i, I um well this war of mine did did support our game of the year they did retweet us not not yesterday though dagan rampa lost all by itself <laughs> so, um i i am surprised that that happened just because i think the audience of our site skews more towards dagan rampa than this war of mine but uh here we are and here we are and it just couldn't quite pull it off so well maybe they all played this war of mine as well and decided that was just the superior game yeah uh and i mean it's a it's a good game it it, it there's no shame in in losing to it, so. no, there's Classic no there's voter no. apathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happened. Is they just said, "I'm not going to go out and vote." Someone, how could Dang and lose? Someone else will take care of it, and and I'm just one person. And how much of a difference could I make? And it could have made a huge difference. So. This uh, isn't entirely fair because I didn't play the game, but it sounds so fucking stupid. I really just, I am absolutely offended by the whole prospect. Really? So I, 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 I descri- I've bad. described it well, a couple of times on the podcast. So I'll, I'll do it one more one more time. And I think what Danganronpa does that's actually really smart. I mean, you gotta you gotta keep in mind it's like a, a ton of kind of independent guys just kind of fucking around, right? And just making this kind of wacky, zany story with a lot of murder and a lot of blood and a lot of killing. But um, I think what they do that's kind of smart about it is that they take these Japanese stereotypes that people like you hate, um, and they use that to kind of play up on your perceptions of it like you you expect something from these tropes right you see kind of the biker character and you're like oh i expect him to be the tough badass or you see the um you know the singing japanese pop idol and you're like oh she's going to be the sweetheart you know the the girl next door who's my best friend 
And they take that and they use that to kind of fuck with your mind because you're expecting one thing. And then Danganronpa says, no, this is, they're actually the other. They, you know, they play against it. Um, they play up on your expectations. You know, they, they know you're expecting a certain thing when you see these characters. Um, yeah, but they already do that all the time. And it's such, like, it's just one of those things where everybody sits around, like, congratulating themselves for being like, oh, we made this sweet schoolgirl, like, a kick-ass fighter. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not what's going on here. I don't think, I don't think that's going on. Because you have to keep in mind that it's a murder mystery, right? So, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll give you an example of the first case. Like, this is what hooked me in Danganronpa, because I played the first one, and I was about three hours in, and I wasn't really feeling it, because here are the character intros, and here's all the kind of typical characters. Um, you know, we're just kind of wandering around, and here's the stupid teddy bear, what fucking ever. So what they do is they take the, um, the pop idol, right? And she becomes very close to you. She's like, "Oh, do you remember when we were in high, when we were in uh, middle school and we grew up together? And I always had a crush on you. And you know, I think I might be falling in love with you. Blah blah blah. All this kind of stuff. Um, so you know, you two are getting really close, but it's very typical, right? You've, you've seen a ton of anime that was like this. And then, um, you know, you wake up one morning and you find her dead. She's like been slaughtered in your bathroom." And the first the first trial begins, and as you kind of take apart the trial, you figure out that this girl she was murdered, but it was in retaliation. It was in self defense, right? She was out she was out to kill this one guy, um, and as you unravel the tr- the trial, you find out her original target was intended to be you. She was you know playing up on the fact that oh here I am the sweet Japanese idol. Um, you're totally going to fall for me. You're totally going to fall in love for me with me, and I'm going to use that to set you up for the fall. I'm going to use that to kill you, set someone else up, and then escape from here. And you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't so far away from her characterization that it was like, oh yeah, we we like just totally put this around. But it was like kind of just enough where she was just kind of different enough. Um, and you know, I don't feel like the guys who, who write Danganronpa are the kind of self-congratulatory type who are like, oh yeah, we're so, we're so awesome for creating this kind of game. I think, I think they're the kinds of people that, um, yeah, they like, they like anime and manga and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, you know, we want to play with these, with these things a little bit. And, and the game, the game, you know, both games, both Danganronpa and Danganronpa 2 are very, God, I want to say they're very brutal games and very, and end up being like very depressing (laughs) <laughs> which is despite all the all the humor and off off the wall zaniness is there's something deeper there where you're like wow this is really kind of massively fucked up and I kind of like that I'm I'm a big sucker for um anything that follows a structure that could be compared to and and here we go we're going to delve into the intellectual literature zone um <laughs> uh and then there were none by Agatha Christie or if we're being mm. politically incorrect, 10 Little Indians, uh, which is about a group of people that go and get stranded on an island and then begin to murder each other. Well, uh, or like uh, Lord of the Flies is actually... Lord of the Flies kind of, but but uh, 10 Little Indians goes a step further where like they know that, that they're... I, I don't know that they necessarily know that they're supposed to be murdering each other, but um, like... Lord of the Flies, people die, but it's incidental. This is something else where, like, they're deliberately there because someone is going to be killing them. Good point, yeah. And the whole time they're trying to figure out who that person is. So there's a mystery there, too. And, like, um, it seems like it's a really common thing in in some of these Japanese uh, 
story based games like like i i also would say maybe 999 which i know you're not a fan of but it it actually worked pretty well for me because it follows a very similar premise um right and uh so i i could see i could see danganronpa working for me yeah and i think like i i i don't know i guess i guess um and i read a book and and you read a book yeah i think i think oh man i got i got so chat like i'll i'll put this out there i really hate when I see like this, this, this so random type of character, right? Um, and I think you guys complain about that in Dragon Age the most with Sarah. Um, I, I was waiting for you to finish politely before I could start in on Sarah. Yeah, I knew so, that. I knew that that's where you're going as soon as you talked about the so random character. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's Sarah. Uh, we were looking at the um, the Shadowrun Kickstarter today. And, you know, there's another character that I think we're kind of sketchy about because she feels so random. But Danganronpa actually took one of these um, so random characters and they actually managed to make me love her. Um, and then they ripped her away from me in a, a pretty devastating way, too. So, um, I mean, it, you know, it, just... it can't be done. I think you can make the so random character and have it work. Um, yeah, it just yeah, can't it, be, it can't be too obvious that that's who, like from the minute, from the fucking third word out of Sarah's mouth, you already, <laughs> you already know that she's going to be that person and you're just, right. but it just, it just doesn't work because of that. Do, yeah. do we have to talk about game of the year? Can we just talk about how fucking stupid Sarah was? <laughs> Sarah Haycast starts now. Uh. <laughs> I haven't. I, mean, so really I, can, I, can, I don't know. I don't much. know because I've I've gotten bits and bobs. Right? I've seen you guys talk endlessly about Sarah and how bad she is. I've seen all of the opinions online that kind of hate Sarah. Um, but I guess I don't know kind of in detail what makes her so awful. So I, I I came to this late because I heard Lucio and and Michael and every and even Doug had her before me and everybody's complaining about her and I was like oh she can't be that bad. And uh, and then I got her and I deliberately went in with like the intent of being like, I'm going to enjoy this if <laughs> if for no other reason than no one else will. Nope. And nope. It just it immediately it immediately did not work in any way whatsoever. And I, I just I wanted her to stop talking because oh my God, <laughs> because she's so there's they want to push that random element so much that she basically just seems as though she's handicapped and doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't even know what she's talking about. And that's too random. It's it's one thing to be like, oh, we're we're all like fishes. And then just leave it like that. And you're like, that was weird. And and then move on to something that makes sense. But she's just every fucking sentence out of her mouth is just what? What are you talking about? Okay, so this is this and, is this is different than the character I'm describing in Danganronpa. Because in Danganronpa, the character at least reacts to the situation, right? She'll make a random comment, but it'll be a, a random comment in relation. Like you'll see two women in Danganronpa, and it's like, oh, let's go bathe together. And then this random character will be like, oh, welcome to the world of girl, girl love. It's slippery when wet, right? It'll be shit like that. It'll be a weird comment, but it'll be on something that's going on. So if it's just like random for the sake of random, that just Yeah, that, that doesn't even bad. sound like the same character. That just sounds like <laughs> someone who's well, weird. The first, the first quest Sarah gives you is to get bees, and I kind of yeah, like, I like, I like the idea. So quirky and funny. I like the idea of a quest to get bees, but not from her. 
Why can't Iron Bull send me on a quest to get bees? I like. I'm not even super clear. Reading. I would like, love the to go get some bees for my buddy, the Iron Bull. <laughs> Why we're getting bees? Why is that even a so, thing? So you just go get bees. You just. I, oh you, my god! I feel like. No, I you don't like get bees. You send you send one of your three advisors to go get bees. Of course you do. You're you're the hero of time or whatever. You can't be trivialized with bullshit like that. <laughs> or what whatever you are, the champion of Kirkwall. You're the champion of Kirkwall. You don't <laughs> you don't have time to fucking go get bees. The hero right. of Ferelden. Yeah, the herald of Ferelden, the the last gray warden or something. The guy who saved the citadel. Yeah, that one. Commander Shepard. Master Chief of the SS-360. <laughs> that guy from Jade Mist, whatever their Japanese game was. Or the so I, 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 tried to, I tried to ask, what's the point of getting the bees? I don't really recall. You get a jar of bees grenade recipe. Okay. That's I, it. I didn't actually know that. Oh, it's so wacky and random. You throw the bees, and the monsters are like, "Oh no, bees!" And, uh. <laughs> yeah, because like a big fucking dragon is gonna give a shit if there's bees. Are they sure that they didn't mean to like put that in Sunset Overdrive? Maybe, <laughs> maybe like they got their their days mixed up or something, and a normal gun made it into Sunset Overdrive, and Dragon Age somehow got the bee grenade. It just seems odd. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sarah, so. fucking hater. So, Sarah. Uh, so, anyway, Danganronpa, we're so sorry to see you go. Uh, we're going to give it a Tibetan sky burial, traditional Tibetan sky burial. So, uh, we're actually nailing it down to uh, a rock or a slab right now. And, and we got uh, we, we got to uh, Tibet from Cuba in about in the time that you listen to this podcast. Yeah, and we actually we don't have time to wait for the vultures to naturally come and pick away the meat. So, we actually we bought a, a, a what do you call them? A gaggle, a fleet. Um, a flock, a flock of vultures. So, we're we've been starving them, and uh, and we're gonna go ahead and just let them out. Oh, and there they but, go. But these are pretty high end vultures. You have to understand, we had these specially bred over, you know, course of months. Now the challenge is getting them to eat the PS Vita cart. So what what we've <laughs> done there is we've coated it in uh, in pepperoni, and uh, yep, it looks As like we all know vultures love pepperoni. That's <laughs> You know. So apparently a group of vultures is a venue. Oh, well, there you have it. A venue. sounds made up as shit. A venue <laughs> of vultures. A <laughs> uh, it's, it's Sarah's venue of vultures. I like it. I, I actually I hate it. I changed my mind. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's so random and quirky. So by the time this goes live, we'll know the final results. But we can at least talk about... Maybe the standings on today's voting as well. Where it's going, and just maybe maybe talk about where it's going and whether or not that makes us mad or sad, or neither. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. I I guess I've already seen my biggest upset, so things, I don't know that I'm... things are pretty much going the way I expected them to. I was surprised by a couple things today, but it looks like it's kind of settled down a little bit. So um, I was I, I was actually surprised that Far Cry had such a wide lead for so long. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I just have a hard time envisioning World of Warcraft as a game of the year contender, as an yeah, expansion. I, think, I feel it's like a what weak happened- choice from me. Like, it's just because I played pretty much everything else that people have already said. So, yeah, seriously, Doug, games. what the hell? I'm sorry. You don't well, feel bad about yourself. To be no, fair, I feel like to be I fair, feel like it I, does. It does sound like it's a pretty remarkable expansion for the a, game. I think, it's a, I think it's the best expansion that we've seen for World of Warcraft, honestly. 
but the garrison has a lot to do with that. And I do really like the Iron Horde. I think they're a great enemy. I and I had my doubts. Like when I saw the commercials, I was like, "Oh, the Iron Horde is so stupid. Uh, they just need to put it to bed already." But no, I like them. Now is that is that um, Gr- Gr- Grimash yell scream? Is that his thing or who? Grimash. Yes. Yeah. Gr- Grimash yell scream is back because it's time travel. And does he run? Oh, don't mock me. Does he? Does he run the Iron <laughs> the Iron Horde? Yes, he, he is runs the Iron Horde. main guy. Is he really? He will yeah, probably he, he will be the end boss. Yeah. What about after he's infused with demonic corruption? Because that's obviously what's going to happen in the story. What about Garrosh? Yell scream. He's dead. Uh, yeah. He he. Well, he, that's he dies in the expansion. He, he dies. Yeah. He does in the he does in the expect. Um, well, you don't even kill him. That's a bummer. It's kind of it's kind of dumb how he dies, but then we would have to climb into all the sort of Warcraft lore, lore, and we don't want to do that. Whatever. Is it slip in the shower. Whatever happened to that Illidan fella? Well, well, Thrall, well, Thrall kills him. I guess that's spoilers. Thrall kills him, and it's it's really dumb because Garrosh is like, "Hey, look, I wasn't ready to take on the Horde, and I'm sorry I fucked everything up, but you knew I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't ready, and I'm sorry." And then Thrall is like, "Well, fuck you. I'm going to kill you anyway," which very is an unthrall thing to do. Um, I believe Illidan is still alive, but he is now re-imprisoned again. Or did we kill him in the Black Citadel? I can't. I, remember. I thought we killed him. I thought that we he we defeated him, but I think Maeve took him back. I don't know. Uh, I think actually that sounds right. And yeah. now and it's now update so me update me on Arthas, and then that's every Warcraft character I know. Arthas is gone. Arthas is gone. The Where Lich he King go? is still around. He, he went to heaven. But Arthas, Arthas is Arthas gone. Went to heaven. No. Arthas went to heaven. He can't go to heaven. Well, he gets to go to heaven. Well, that's a bummer. you can be the wor- you can literally you can literally be the worst person on the planet. And then get to go to heaven. Well, in the lore, they say that the last bit of Arthas' humanity was the only thing keeping the Scourge from completely wiping everybody out. He, yeah. he held them back to the best of his ability. Apparently. What a sweetheart. I don't know uh, if that's true or it's just bullshit, but that's apparent. And I want to talk about Kael'thas because Kael'thas was my boo. Um, so Kael'thas became Mumra in the end. And he's Mumra dead. The ever is living. he really dead? Who knows? Yeah, so he so Kael'thas went evil. He forgot the whole point of leading the Blood Elves, and then um, you know, and then we defeat him and we defeat Illidan, and then Kael'thas literally becomes Mumra the Ever Living. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go to the power of these ancient demons and become this old decrepit thing. I was very disappointed like that because Kael'thas is literally the reason I wanted to play Blood Elf. Like he was my favorite character from the Frozen Throne. I thought it was pretty cool. what they did with Kael'thas kind of embodies the the weakest part of like Blizzard storytelling is that's like, huh, we need a bad guy. Well, let's just make someone crazy, and that's like it. <laughs> yeah, their, their end game bosses are always just people who go crazy, and they have no prior history of being crazy. They're just like, mm, you're insane now. It's so let's weak. kill you. Death, weak. Did Deathwing go crazy? I'm gonna well, be. I'm, I'm gonna be. The Deathwing was crazy before World of Warcraft. So. He's just kind of a bad dude. So there you go. That's yeah. one. I, I'm going to be very disappointed at the day that they make Sylvanas an endgame boss and we have to kill her. So, like, sometimes I think they are, and then other times I think they just like are just going to forget about her. I hope they forget about her, because I like, like, Sylvanas is like the one remaining character that I still actually like. She's a really good Hearthstone card. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit this, because I'm getting to be an old man now, but I have the uh, Sylvanas figure from DC, kind of right up above my desk there. And touch it every now and then. Just I reach, touch it every now and then. Just reach up and give she's her got a, a nice. She's got a nice body for being dead. 
But I do want to say that it does. It definitely <laughs> looks like later in the day, our because I know we have some Blizzard fans that come to the website pretty regularly, and it looks like later in the day the Blizzard fans woke up and started voting because Hearthstone was dragging, and World of Warcraft was dragging, and both of them kind of got yeah. So we kind of uh, we kind of skipped ahead in the polls. Let's talk about uh, my favorite bracket, which is fucking Hearthstone beating the <laughs> shit out of Wasteland Two. Suck it, Wasteland Two. Hearthstone for life, baby. Game of the year. Damn. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't how it was this morning. Wasteland 2. Oh, today. no, it was totally not that way, and I was getting worried. But uh, Yeah, like I said, our World of Warcraft, I mean, I'm sorry, our Blizzard fans woke up, and then they started voting. That's how you do it, Danganronpa fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danganronpa fans, assemble. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it, they almost switched places. I feel like Wasteland 2 had, like, probably a... A twenty percent lead, and then just out of nowhere, uh, Hearthstone had it flipped on it. Yeah. Um, which I've already talked about the game it, it, to moderate length. I, I think it's a great game. I absolutely think that for what it, for what it has done in the in the manner of taking a trading card game and and making a digital iteration of it, I don't think anybody's done it better. And I think that that should be commended with Enemy Slime's Game of the Year. 2014. Yeah, fair enough. But that, uh, did you ever start playing again? Because I know you had drop, trouble with that. Play, start playing what? It hurts still again because I know you had some trouble with the expansion. Oh, one of the one of the expansions did bug out for me when it launched, probably for about four days, and uh, everybody else had it working. Blizzard gave me like a couple free card packs as as an uh. apology. Nice. Um, but no, like legendaries came out of it, so I don't fucking care. So <laughs> thanks a lot. I have lot. a question for you, Jared. Yeah. Will you play Starcraft Stone when they release that eventually? Um, yeah. If it if it's a similar premise to or I, Diablo see, Stone, I would say I would say that from a lore perspective, I like Starcraft more than Warcraft. Uh, not anymore. Have you played the sequels? No, because I just they're, they're stupid as fuck. Oh, well, that's too bad. I don't hate them that much, but they're not as great as the originals. Um, I, I, here's my here's my here's my biggest problem with uh, Wings of Liberty. So, we, do we all know the um, Starcraft character Nova yeah. <laughs> from from Ghost? Yeah, from Ghost. The greatest game ever made. Oh wait, <laughs> is that is that still a character? Like, does she actually you know, show up in kidding? Starcraft Two? Nova, Nova is like they're fucking Blizzard is in love with Nova, but they won't give her a fucking game. Now, I I I feel like Starcraft Ghost could have actually been a really good game if they had released it. Um, but it's like they had this character Nova and they had nothing to do with her, so they put her in everything. First of all, she gets a fucking uh, shrine in World of Warcraft, right? Um, they released this, this manga about Nova that's very that's really fucking awful. Um, oh my god. And, they, and then they release a book. It's literally Oliver Twist, only it stars Nova. Um... So you know they 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 kind of they kind of shove Nova in your face left and right. And here's the most obnoxious thing in Wings of Liberty. So in Wings of Liberty, Nova is an assassin for uh, the bad guys, for Articus Minx and all that. Um, and meanwhile, there's another there's another ghost. He's called a Spectre, named Daniel Tosh, right? Who's obviously based on the reggae singer of the same name, Tosh. Uh, wait, wait, is his name really Daniel Tosh? His name is D- Daniel. T- yeah, his name is Daniel Tosh. You're sure, that. Daniel Tosh, like Tosh well, Point 
I know I, it's Tosh, but I don't know if it's Daniel. If it's not okay, maybe I'm wrong. It's, it might be might not be Daniel, but it's definitely Tosh. And then and then there's the new Zerg queen, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, Tosh is definitely based on this on this singer, right? Got dreadlocks, you know, Jamaican accent. Um, you know, talks about spiritualism, all this kind of stuff. So Tosh joins your thing, and Tosh is supposed to have like a criminal background. Um, but he's a really cool guy, right? He's like a guy that you can get a beer with, and he really comes f- through for you and all this kind of stuff. Nope. Okay, so what's his real name? No, wait, I think you meant nope, like he's actually a bad guy? Is he a bad guy? No, so here's the thing. So I want to say... crazy guy. I want to say, I want to say that, I want to so, I want to say Tosh is kind of like your best buddy, right, in the game. Or what, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty close to you. He doesn't, at least, at least in Wings of Liberty, he doesn't stab you in the back. I don't know about the future games. I so, stab you in the back in Wings of Liberty. I was swearing. No, no, he did. doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't because this is what happens. Nova shows up completely out of the blue, and you, all you know about Nova is that she's one of the baddies and she works for the enemy. And Nova is like, you know what? I want you to go ahead and kill Tosh for no other reason than I said so. And you have absolutely no reason to listen to Nova, right? You don't know who she is. She just comes out of nowhere. Like, it, you know, fuck all this other, other other extended universe shit that we have on Nova. She's like, I want you to kill Tosh for whatever reason. If you choose to kill Tosh, then yes, the storyline changes so he betrays you. Um, you know, if you're like, fuck you, Nova, I'm not going to kill Tosh, then Tosh kind of remains a strong ally. Tosh is like, you know what, I'm still your best dude. Uh, and I feel like it's such lazy writing, and I feel like, you know what, why the fuck am I supposed to choose Nova over Tosh? Because you love her Blizzard? Because you think she's such a great character, but you've never released a game about her? Um, and it's like, God, it was such, it, I thought, I just thought it was pretty bad writing, you know? Um, plus they have very similar abilities. It's like, you're just trading out one type of ghost for the others. No point to it. His name is Gabriel. Gabriel Byrne. I was close. Gabriel, Gabriel Tosh. I was, I was close. Just... Anyway, I think, I think Nova is very pretty. I like the way she looks in that ghost outfit. Um, but I, there's no, you know, bros before hoes. I'm not betraying my dude Tosh. All right. Well, Tosh there you point go. I, I have not played obviously any Stark. I didn't know any of these things were things. So, uh, sounds like but something. They, they, they do a lot of poor, they have a lot of poor decisions with the storyline. And I think it's a sign of, um, just the overall laziness of Blizzard writing and how they rely, rely on certain tropes a bit too much these days. And it's kind of exhausting. Well, I'm excited to continue avoiding their games. <laughs> I, I like how Overwatch looks. Fresh start, fresh IP. Let's talk about the next uh, next one on the list. Which South Park is, versus Persona Q, which we can't. It's going to be an interesting conversation without Lucio. It's going to be tough to call. Well, no, I guess they're. I guess it's probably done in South Park's favor. Which um, I haven't played Persona Q, but South Park sounds like it should probably be the game that beats it. Um, well, I, I think this is... An, well, Persona Q definitely pulled ahead again, Danganronpa fans, because you can support what you want to see. I, I um, mean, it's just a dungeon kind of, crawler. Like, who cares? Yeah. Well, I, mm. I, yeah, but South Park is really not that... And I'm the one that got South Park on the Game of the Year list, but South Park's really not that deep in RPG. Yeah. No, I... I really liked it, but I didn't think it was a, a game of the year contender by any means. Like I think I think it was better than a lot of what came out this year. Yeah, um, it's 
I won't argue there, but like on this year, it is. Yeah, <laughs> on this year, it's a game of the year contender. All right, so it was here's... a really great South Park game, especially from a franchise that has just pushed out crappy game one after another. I don't know if it was like an amazing game, though. I think it was a very good RPG. I think it was like you know, it I think I think all the I think all the RPGs that deserve to be on the game of the year list made the game of the year list. What I think it was a fun interactive South Park episode. What yeah. uh, what price? I haven't played it yet. I haven't even touched it yet. What price would you pay for South Park: The Stick of Truth? I was glad to pay the full sixty dollars for it. Really? I rented it for two days, so I paid two dollars, okay, so and I was happy. It was actually a gift, so I can't say I paid for it, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, plus, I love I anything with full price. I don't think that was wrong. I don't think Jared, you'd be hurt if you like paid twenty for it. Or I'll just send you my copy. I I, I want to yeah. say so. I want to say I want to say this stuff. stuff <laughs> what I what I like is when I can really kind of uh, make a character to my own taste, and I usually have like a pre-build in mind when I start building them. And South Park starts you with your four basic classes, but um, you know it's still not a super deep system. But in terms of all the items and um, how you can kind of customize your character as you get deeper into the system. I was actually able to make the kind of little um, Berserker Dark Knight type character with uh, their different options. And so I was able to, you know, I, I started as a rogue, but at the end of the game, I was hitting people with my big heavy axe and leading them and getting health in return. And um, I, I just kind of like that kind of detail when you can kind of get away with that. Um, so I thought that was decent. You know, it's, it's still not the deepest RPG. It's not like you're getting Skyrim when you play it. Um, I think I what I also like is they, they had a lot of nods. Like um, Lucio liked Persona Q, right? Because it had a lot of nods to the Persona series. Had a lot of acknowledgments, and it was great stuff for the fans. And South Park d- didn't just have a lot of nods to the South Park games. It was like, you know what? We actually played RPGs in the past. We played Legend of Zelda, and we played the Elder Scrolls, and we know everything that goes on there. Um, and... <laughs> You know, this, it is, actually, this is it borrows quite liberally from Elder Scrolls. It does, and there's there's <laughs> actually there's actually a Mystic Woods just like in the Legend of Zelda. So, hmm. well, I your, your name your name is the Dovahkin. Yeah, <laughs> you are the Dragonborn. <laughs> Except you fart. Except you fart. Huh? Well, that was originally what Skyrim was supposed to be, but they decided to you know go different different way. I they, what they did improved I think well maybe I'll maybe I'll check out South Park right now it looks like South Park's gonna win but it's close enough that I, we're not gonna close the poll for probably another two or three hours so uh, yeah, something Persona Q could still pull ahead something could change but something I've, could change because the Persona Q voters actually vote when the Danganronpa ones don't I could I could understand a full Persona game passing on for sure but I just I this does not sound like anything. Well, well, close to like I, well, it's just it's very unremarkable a good south park game is remarkable a dungeon crawling jrpg not remarkable that's mm. that's my shot uh, shots fired lucio yeah there i said it i said it right here on the enemy slime podcast episode 61 defend yourself yeah yeah why don't you troll all your ass back to miami and <laughs> tell us what you have to say Let's, let's go to the next bracket. White okay. bread and I'm actually disappointed in this bracket. It's the Wolf Among Us and Shovel Knight, and I think Shovel Knight is losing by like just a, just maybe one or two votes, probably. And that's uh, a good showing, I think. It's uh, not a hard. Are you disappointed game. because you think the Wolf Among Us should be winning way harder because <laughs> no. it's a better game? <laughs> 
It is a good game. It's a really good game. No, it's game. a fantastic game. It's a really good game. I think I think I like Shovel Knight more. I, what? I I would say that I believe. Um but I I guess I can't begrudge the Wolf Among Us for for moving on. Um I, again, I, I guess I guess my criteria is whether or not I can use the word remarkable. And I think Shovel Knight is a is a pretty remarkable game because um it's it's an indie 2D pixel-based platformer funded on Kickstarter and that basically sounds awful in every imaginable way. Like that just that's when when I go into my inbox every day and look through the games in my inbox um that's the that's the trademark bad game, right? Is is the the indie platformer and Shovel Knight is just so good and so juicy and I I don't know, I just don't well, let me ask this: Is Cinderella in The Wolf Among Us? Nah. She's mentioned. Yeah, I don't think she's actually she's, featured. Oh well, then in that case, it doesn't deserve Game of the Year. Beauty from Beauty and the Beast is featured rather prominently. Send Cinderella or go home. You are? Do you mean Belle? Uh, no, I think she's actually called Beauty in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Cinderella's, Cinderella's a badass. So I think Cinderella I think Belle. I think Belle is just her Disney name. Oh, okay. I I think I don't know. Like, or maybe she has her nickname in the in the series. Her name is Beauty, but her actual name is Belle. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. And then like I I there's no like Little Mermaid. There's not a Little. No, there mermaid. is. There is. No, yeah. there's not. The stripper. Uh, I can't remember her name. You see her tits. <laughs> okay. Well, well I'm you, game. Wait, it's game of the year the, now. The most important part. <laughs> I thought it was shitty before, part, but I didn't know there so. were tits. There you go. Is there a little? It's not the Little Mermaid. It might just be a mermaid. The Little Mermaid is not a fable. It's just a Disney property. I'm pretty no, sure that that's based on a fable. Yeah, the Little Mermaid is a fable. Oh, you're right. Her name's her name's Nerissa, not Ariel. Nerissa, okay, right. so you know what? You know what, Jared? All that goodwill you built up with all that literature, now it's gone. I didn't even know that Nerissa was a mermaid, so I obviously wasn't paying attention while I played. That's her backstory. She used to be a mermaid. Now she's a sleazy hooker. Like you do the dream. She's living exactly. the dream. She got she got her legs, and now she she can strip for a living. All right. Anyhow, Wolf Among Us game of the year. Go make it happen, listeners. It's it's a good it's a good game, and I I won't I won't begrudge it for winning. I think it's uh if if the choices came down to Wolf Among Us or Walking Dead, I I think Wolf Among Us is the is a pretty clear winner there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It it is. It's it, I think it is probably the best game that telltale has has put out of that type oh wow that's a pretty hefty recommendation okay i'll check it out yeah i would definitely say that um if if for no other reason than than the endings like the endings are so so fluid and responsive to your choices it feels like you have an effect on the wolf among us a lot more than you do on the walking dead all right uh, okay all right i'll give I, you uh, i know i brought this up a couple of times but like i've played through that game a couple of times and every time it feels like it's just as good as the last one. Like there's not a choice that feels inconsequential. Yeah. In you, the context in, of what in, the choice is. In the in the Wolf Among Us, there's a there's a guy very early on, I think maybe even in the first chapter of the game, who you're given the option of whether or not you want to tear off his arm. Yeah, and grim. if you and if you tear off his arm, for the remainder of the game, he's there for every <laughs> single chapter without his arm. 
Yeah, and, I remember. Th- I remember you telling me this. And I feel like if you did that in The Walking Dead, that character would just die in the next chapter, so they no, don't have to talk, worry about whether or not he has too. an arm. We talked about this too because we talked about Kenny's scars, and we talked about Clementine's scars, and their scars are reflected through the game. That's not that. That's not. That's not going to sell me on I'm it. Not, I'm not sure what you mean because Kenny loses his eye no matter what. So there's no. Well, well, well Clementine can get scars, or she cannot get scars that will remain with her for the game. Uh, like there's one where um what's his face will hit her and um she'll take that with her the rest of the game depending on your choices hmm. okay but like putting a scar on a character model and like making sure grim doesn't pick up anything with his left hand for the whole game yeah i mean i, I, I that's true that and that's kind of the that's kind of the point i'm getting at and i'm not saying that the walking dead doesn't have moments or or choices or anything like that but i'm just saying no, that no. that as a general rule, I would feel like in The Walking Dead, that character would just be ushered away later on or something I, like that. I, I, maybe. I think, or or I lose think, their I arm in another way afterwards. That's probably more true for season two than it is season one, because I think season one, those choices, you know, I like I said, I, I think the well, I, got, I don't know. Can we can we just talk about The Walking Dead bracket since we're already on the subject? Sure, go ahead. So I think the choices in Walking Dead season two kind of what motivated i feel like the i feel like in season two things are a lot more action oriented than season one um and i think that kind of clashed with their choices a little bit um because in season one i feel like you know that that happened like where if you decided the fate of a character then it actually had a lot more cause and effect and um you know i i it's it's funny how many i don't know um I just feel like it was a little bit deeper in season one than it was in season two. Maybe here's here's a, another kind of example, and this is slight Wolf Among Us spoiler, but it's not too bad. There's um, in The Walking Dead in the first one, you you make all these choices, and a lot of them they're not even choices. Like let's take for example stealing from the car. Um, you're you're getting chastised for that at the end of the game, regardless of whether or not you chose to do it. But either way, they both lead up to this confrontation at the end of the game where you sit down across from another person and he basically looks at everything that you did and said, look, look at what a bad thing you did, what a bad man you are. And, uh, and then after you have this confrontation with him, you fight and you kill him and then the game's over. Um, in The Wolf Among Us... It, it still goes down that way, but there's a lot more variance to it where you you still come to this climax at the end where you're explaining yourself, but it's in the form of kind of a, a, um, a, a quickly rushed together trial. And first of all, the cool thing is you don't even have to have the trial because you can just kill the guy before you even bring him back to have it. Um, and then the second piece of this is you can lose that trial. You can actually, they'll look at like all the stuff that you've done throughout the game and what kind of choices you've made. And you can straight up like not convince everybody to be on your side. And I actually can't really speak to how the game ends differently by doing that, but I'm, I'm, I have some rough ideas. I mean, that's, and man, that's if fair. If you kill that it's... guy, that last scene goes completely differently and it's fantastic. I mean, that's all, that's all, that, that's fair and all, but I mean, season one of Walking Dead, um, there were there were a couple of things there that you could do that would actually change, uh, maybe not the ending, but kind of all the course of events for the remainder of the game, and it yeah. actually decided which characters you had and which characters you didn't have. We made the journey with you, and I, you know, and it's shit. It's shit that was as subtle as deciding to save a character's life. Like if you decided to keep saving Ben, then that would really bite you in the ass for a couple of episodes. You know, 
Well, this, um, this is what I'll say. If the subtle shit gave you a boner, then you really need to play The Walking Dead because it's overt shit that's doing the same thing. Um, and, and I guess you'll just have to take my word for it that I, I promise you, whatever you think The Walking Dead's doing well, then you're really going to like The Wolf Among Us because uh, it, it's it's doing it in a dramatically better fashion. Not to discourage the season of The Walking Dead. They're both really good. No, and I, there, I, I don't think The Wolf Among Us has like a Clementine, for example. Like there's nothing on that on that caliber or that scope. Um, so they each have their benefits, but f- most of my complaints about The Walking Dead as a game are addressed in The Wolf Among Us. I mean, it sounds like between it sounds like between Infamous and Walking Dead that you're looking for a certain type of game that people just aren't making. Like in terms of in terms of you know how you want the choice system to work, which I think is 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 fair to want a game with kind of this kind of a certain kind of choice system but sometimes that's not exactly what the developer is going for like i think you would absolutely hate the Shadowrun series for example because Shadowrun, the Shadowrun series will give you choices but all of them always lead to the same exact thing um but that's not why you're playing the game right you're playing the game for a different reason than the choice system yeah well, um, so but, you're, you're right though that would that would drive me insane like i I'm already wasting my time by playing video games. Like, why? Why waste my time even more with a bunch of fucking choices that don't matter? Like, and I understand. I understand that it's complex to make a game where choices matter. And I understand that when you make every choice matter a lot, you get something like Heavy Rain, which is a just God, not that. Don't want, I don't want that. So, I mean, someone did make the game I wanted, and it was Heavy Rain. So that's too bad. Um, but I just I feel like there are little things that you can do that go a long way. And no matter I, no matter how you play The Wolf Among Us, the last shot, the last scene is is going to be the same. I think no matter what, um, is it is it not? Like I said, if you kill that guy, I mean, it's still. I mean, the setting is the same, and then basically everything else is different. But it's 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 the girl that you're talking to on the street, and she runs away, and you can go after her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. That that little afterthought is still there. But yeah. Like the climax is it's a big difference. Right. So if you if and it you gave me, let me such a huge boner. Let me let me ask you this. Period. If if you had a game that was the morality system of New Vegas, um the ending system of Chrono Trigger and the choice system of The Wolf Among Us. Would that be like your perfect game? Mm, I, I actually wouldn't cite New Vegas as being a, a great morality system. Oh my God. Um, God, what do you want? I like I like the faction element to New Vegas, but at the end of the day, you're still just trying not to piss off the faction that you choose. Like you're just saying like, <laughs> you're just saying like, oh, I want to be on the Brotherhood of Steel side, so I'm going to make all the decisions that's going to make them be okay. But you make with those, me. you make those choices in real life. People do that when they pick which fraternity they want to belong to. Sure, yeah. I'm not saying that I've never made a choice because I want I just don't want it to be so obvious what the benefit to me is. Like I don't want a little bracket in it on each choice that says like NCR is not gonna like this. Um why can't you just let me make the choice and then I should have been smart enough to be like, oh, you know who's not gonna like that? Shit, it's gonna be the NCR. But instead the game like has to do this blatant thing where it's like if you pick this, you're gonna get this faction. And then it's not a choice anymore the, because the, I just the, know the, that I'm trying to thing, get the faction. The, thing, the, thing, the difference between New Vegas and Fallout 3, for example, is locking locking yourself into one path in Fallout 3 meant that any faction against that path would 
probably line up against your ideals, right? And you could still generally work with everyone. Like, if you were evil, you could still work with the Brotherhood of Steel. They just wouldn't like you as much. Um, but in New Vegas, you could choose which direction you're going to go to in terms of morality, but then all the factions were kind of more nuanced in terms of who you want to pick, just because of the slight difference that, okay, here's this karma, and then here's this other karma on top of it. You know, just two different levels. Um, I thought that was, you know, I thought it was good, and giving the complexities of game design, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what you want, Gerard. You're, you seem like a hard mistress to please. It seems like it's hard to get at your Big Mac in terms of morality system. I, I just, I just want, I just want a little vagueness. You know, there's this, there's this moment in Dark Souls where you, where you come across a guy in a in a jail cell, and you have the option of letting him out or, or leaving him in the cell, or you, I guess you could just kill him too, which is actually the best thing to do. Um, but you you let him out, and then there's a bunch of consequences to doing that and maybe that's not the best example i think the witcher is still a pretty prime example of another thing i like too where you know you'll you'll have this thing where i think in the first game there's a guy that you find out is a werewolf and you have the option of turning him in uh or letting him like keep his secret and be a werewolf and i'm totally probably botching this choice but it has no it has no moral weight in the sense of like, you're not going to get good points or bad points, depending on which one you do. You just decide what you think is the best option. And then later on, the game very explicitly will show you, this is what happened because you let him do this. And he'll either, there's a, you can get into this situation where he'll come and help you in this fight. And I actually don't know what happens if you, if you kill him or turn him in, but I I know he's not going to be there to help you. Uh, with the fight, but it, it's not, it's not like a, oh good, you, you picked the option, you get the point. It, there's no like clear indicator on the screen that tells you that this is the one you should pick. It's just straight up. And the walking dead does this too. It's just straight up. Like, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? And the only, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not sure we're talking about how the, you know, the video game design approach to morality systems anymore. I think, I think the walking dead gives gives me those choices and and is a morality system that i'm okay with where it's, I, I i mean it's a it's a it's more of a morality system kind of like a philosophical sense right because i i don't know it's because i think i think that i think what, what we're talking right is in infamous the choice you're making is whether you're going to be a superhero or a super villain uh, but in Walking Dead, it's not, you know, you're not making that decision. You're not making the decision, right. is Clementine going to go on to be you're, like an evil conqueror? Or you're making you're making more kind of like in the moment, what am I going to do? That's like, you know, that, I think... But, I think that's, but, that's how you, but that's how you become the evil conqueror. But, but, you make no, those no, decisions I, and you do I, them I consistently in a certain I, way. I think, we're ta- I think we're talking about like kind of the difference between, right? Our choices are what define our morality. Like, our choices I don't, are... Okay, yeah, but you're, yeah, now you're getting too fucking deep. Yeah, man. <laughs> we're, all just, we're all just globs of, of atoms. Well, I, our, our choices are our morality. But listen, I think, I, think what, I think what we're talking about is the difference, right? Am I going to follow the law? Am I not? Am I not going to kind of? Am I going to become a cop or am I going to go ahead and become a bank robber? Right. I think we're talking about that choice versus you know what? Am I going to go into this candy candy store and then steal this candy bar because I'm really hungry and all this kind of stuff? We're not talking. I think I think game design approach. Right. It kind of like simplifies things and quantitates things. Like you don't give you don't have this complaint about combat systems. It's like oh I can take my sword and I can parry and I can thrust. But I can't really do all the fluid motions that go in between. It's I I don't know. It's it's you're you're getting a little too uh, a deep for us, Jared, or deep for me anyway. <laughs> I I think I I think it's uh, 
I think I think I'm pretty clear with what I want. I okay. I, yeah. want, I just want a little bit of you know. So we still have a lot more brackets to talk about. Yeah, we do. Um, we could talk about morality all day, but what we should really talk about here's an important choice: Smash Brothers or The Walking Dead. We uh. I mean, skipped I, over Racket Eye. I know. We'll go back to it. Smash yeah. Brothers or The Walking Dead. Pick the one. Walking, the Walking Dead. Walking Dead. God, fuck you guys. Smash Brothers so good. <laughs> I like it. Where's the morality like time, system so. in Smash Brothers? There's, There's a lot of choices to, choice to be made. Smash Brothers. Just by picking your character, you're picking your morality. If you pick Bowser, then obviously you're a bad person. If you pick <laughs> if you pick uh, Marth, then you fight for your friends. Or No, that's the other one. But you know what I mean. No, you know, Martha's right. No, Mark I think I think it's Ike. Oh, it does Ike fight for I don't I don't remember. I fight for my Doug does a pretty good I fight for my friends, but you? Uh, yeah, you are every time we play with Ike. Well, I guess you don't know. I guess I just you noticed. Screwing it up again, Doug. Fuck, I'm the worst. God, Doug, I hate you. All right. Let's talk about bracket I then. Um which was very different also this morning. Um Transistor had a pretty good lead on Shadow of Mordor. Uh, but I feel like that has changed pretty dramatically, and I don't see a scenario where Shadow of Mordor doesn't win at this point. I think that, you know what, I, I would have been fine with either game taking game of the year. I think me and Lucio disagreed on Transistor. I didn't love it as much as he did, but I think Transistor is definitely kind of a well-made game, and um, I think it's got a good, um, you know, I really like the combat system. Like I said, the last time I seen anything remotely like it, was kind of Parasite Eve, and um, I'm not talking the controls. It's different from the combat system, but the combat system worked pretty well for me. Um, I'm, I'm going to try it at some point. Yeah, and it had a nice way of unfolding its story. Um, you know, it wasn't kind of like the typical magic spells and swords and sorcery type stuff. It had a nice little kind of approach to it. Um, so that was a good game. I think, I think either one actually would have been a good option for Game of the Year, but I think in retrospect, all of us just really agree on Shadow of Mordor and how we feel about it, even if we didn't choose it as game of the year. Yeah, it's okay. It's uh, it's okay. Please, <laughs> it's not that great. I mean, it's not it's Arkham. It's no, it's no. Yeah, it's no Arkham. It's no Arkham. Wolf Among it's no Us is the true game of the year, but if Shadow of Mordor takes it, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with it. We can we can all live with that. Yeah, I think it's not going to be like if Hearthstone wins it. <laughs> I'd, I'd be confused. <laughs> uh. Well, we don't. I don't. I think we're safe on Shante taking game of the year. It's oh yeah, it's looking pretty likely. <laughs> um, all right, I think you are literally the only person who voted for it. <laughs> He's also the only one who played it to his credit. So, well, I I In honestly feel like that might have changed with a retweet, but we didn't get one. You should uh, you should play Shovel Knight, Jay. Yeah, if you like if you like Shante, you should try right, Shovel Knight. I'll, I'll give I'll give I'll give Shovel Knight a try. It's a pretty good game. Um, so is that it on Mordor and Transistor then? Nothing I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, Mordor is a really good game, and I think that, uh, I think that, and I think, I think I wrote this in my write up for it. I don't know that it was my favorite game this year, but I yeah. feel like it is the most important game this year, just mm. in the sense that it did something that nobody else is doing, and I think it's something that a lot of people are going to be trying to emulate or steal for the years to come. And, and, I, I think, and I don't think there's anything else on this list that you could say that about, aside from I, maybe the return of CRPGs. I, I think, and I think we're hungry for that. Like, I think, I think, tra- like, I think Transistor objectively has the better story, just because it has a story. Um, but sure. I think Shadow, I think Shadow Mordor is like, you know, you you like what comes out of the Nemesis system. You like to kind of, 
See, because it's because then you know, I think that's closer to what you want from your fucking morality system. It's it's more it's more detailed to your experiences and what you do, um, just in terms of you know your actions. At least, me shaping your enemies matter here. Yeah, I mean, sort of. It, it <laughs> we we won't go back into that uh, <laughs> that that pool, but. I, I like I said I just I feel like it's more than anything else I feel like it it, it probably does the most unique thing like the, it has the most unique trait out of any other game on the list and so even though I may have sat down and had more fun playing Hearthstone even though the Wolf Among Us might scratch my morality system itch way more than than Shadow of Mordor does um, I. I think that everybody's going to be riffing it next year, and I think that's the hallmark of of a really great game, even if it uh, even if it's attached to an IP it really shouldn't be attached to, and <laughs> and gets way 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 too easy by the end. Like uh, FIFA 2015. Well, it starts out really hard. It does. It, it's actually really it's actually yeah. really challenging, and you really don't want to die. And then by the end, it's just this like trivial, um, you know, doesn't even really matter at all. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess we already talked about Warlords of Draenor, but we did. I guess I think you're the only other person that played Far Cry. How do you feel about how far of a lead Far Cry has over World of Warcraft? I mean, I, th- I, I think it's, I think it's to be expected. I think it's reasonable. It's Far Far Cry is a lot of fun. <laughs> like it's it is just, a lot of fun. I, maybe more than any other game on the list. Like it's just the most breezy, like good time. Just, <laughs> just, just a good old time. Like I don't even really care about the rest. It's just, it's, it's goofy fun. So Far Cry I mean, was also you... a game that was released in 2014. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and I mean, to be fair, it's a lot like <laughs> Far Cry Three, which was also uh, well, not also released in 2014, but um, you know, isn't that old? And so I, I don't know. I I had a lot of fun with it, but I don't really know that there's anything to say other than that. And once, I, I, and once again, if we want to talk about morality systems, I don't like uh, Far Cry Four would be another great example. Because... I don't. I you know what? It barely even registers anymore that that Far Cry Four has a, has a morality system. I think it pissed me off at the time, just because the auto drive mechanic you can drive over a lot of characters, and that is a morality hit. Actually, maybe I feel like maybe I you know what? Maybe maybe it is better. Maybe there. I, I guess there is kind of something that I like about it, which is that um, I feel like the game naturally slants you towards siding with Sabal uh, mm, at the be- at the beginning. At the beginning, I think it does. Like the first two choices, I've only done like maybe three Amida and Sabal missions, and both times Sabal makes way more sense. He's like, "Go save the innocent people," and yeah, Amida's me, like, "Forget the innocent people." Like, it's, let me it's, ask you this. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Have you who have you been siding with? I've been siding with Amita because you have oh, keyed really? me in into who Sabal is. But and, and so this is what I'm getting at is I think I like this because um, it's kind of a trick a little bit, right? Like right. Sabal is um, is playing it off like the bleeding heart, but he's almost kind of the worst person as you go forward in the game. And right. I've been, I've been fortunate enough to be clued in on that, and so I've just I just stuck to the Amita path. Um, but if if you hadn't talked to me about the game beforehand, I probably would have picked Sabal, and then I probably would have been really horrified at myself picking Sabal <laughs> as I get further and further into the game. I, see, I'm I'm actually surprised that you told me that you picked Sabal because I mean that you picked Amita because I feel like you know it's not the best. It's definitely not the best morality system. I actually think it's not great. Um, but I feel like what they do that's kind of good about it is depending on who you start siding with, 
the writing the writing starts slanting in such a way that it supports your choice, but it doesn't feel like it's so on the nose like Bioware games do, right? It doesn't feel like, or it doesn't even feel like as on the nose as Infamous does. It, it just feels like, you know what? I'm really not sure about my opening choices in the game. I'm really not sure about siding Saban. I'm really not sure about siding with Amita. And if you know what they become at the end of the game, that actually makes it even harder to decide because, and they're not, they're both not nice people by the end of the game, right? It kind of more depends on where your personal values lie. But I think the writing is such that as you go, as you continue on, um, it really starts to soften you towards the character you picked and they become more humanized and more of a character in your brain. And then the other one just becomes more of this kind of evil dictator. Like I think, I think Amita starts to really op- open up to you in such a way where you're like, oh, wow, I actually like this woman. Um, you know, I, I, I still think there's a lot of stuff they could have done better with the writing. Um, and especially for the characterizations of Amitas and Sabal. But I, I don't know. I, I, feel, I felt like by the end of the game, it was almost to the point where that little epilogue they had for Amita, they did such a good job humanizing her that the epilogue they have for her feels really kind of out of character. Like, you know, why did you even fucking have that? I think you were married to this one vision and you did a good job of making me like her otherwise, and then you have this, like, almost ruins it. Um, and I think that I think that speaks to my entire Far Cry experience, because when I started playing it, I didn't super like the game. Um, but then I just started having a lot of fun. Like, just it became a blast to play, and a game that I actually wanted to return to, which is something I can't say for a lot of games this past year. Here's here's what I want to leave Far Cry with. Um, and I already, I already told you about this, but I haven't told anybody else about this. So I was... I was playing the other day, and I looked. I looked ahead of me, and there was a, a wild boar, and an eagle swooped down and picked up the wild boar and started to fly away. And I shot the eagle, <laughs> and then the wild boar plummeted to the ground and died. And I got to skin them both, and uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was a great moment. That might be there's, my, there's that might be my favorite thing that happened in 2014. I, I, but and I think. <laughs> <laughs> your your favorite things happen in 2014. Yeah, I just what about, the, what the about time that I shot out, a pig in the sky. You, and... What about when you hung out with me and Rachel at E3? Yeah, it was all right. I really like <laughs> I really liked when that pig fell down. It was so <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh, I man. see. I yeah. I think I do think that the um the little director behind the scenes it makes for a lot of great moments. And I think that's I think it has that in common with um Shadow of Mordor where it's more the tailored experiences that no one else is going to see. Only you're really going to experience that. Let's um, um let's hit the last two um and then and then our bonus poll real quick. Uh try to kind of make this a little quicker. Um Dark Souls 2 and this war of mine. I think I'm the only one who's played them both and uh I really like them both, but they are just so wildly different that this is, I mean, almost every matchup on here is pretty wildly different. Like there's almost, it's really kind of funny how none of the like CRPGs wound up together. Um, The closest matchup on here is probably South Park and Persona Q. Everything (laughs) else is like, everything else is like, oh, it's a fighting game and a zombie apocalypse adventure (laughs) game. Or oh, it's a it's a card game or a retro aesthetic PC RPG. Like it's just it's not even close. Um, and so this is another mismatched kind of pair. Um, I think just from a personal standpoint, for me, I, Dark Souls Two is probably my favorite Souls game. I don't know if Doug wants to debate. I, or... Well, I, I can say this for the first and the second one. I bought these games twice. Which do you think is better? Do you think Souls Two is better than Souls One? 
I think overall Souls 2 is better. But there are some things that I, I still really like about Souls 1. There's, uh, I wrote it in my write-up for, for the game. I think, I think that the, the well in Majula is just such a good example of Dark Souls' like, design philosophy where they put this well that they know that the very first time that you see it, you are not going to be strong enough to survive the drop into it. But that, that doesn't stop them from putting it in like the opening zone of the game and you putting, still go in there if you want. And putting a bunch of fucking treasure in it and just trying their hardest to bait you into jumping into that fucking well. <laughs> Be like, come on, man. Just come on down here. Look at all this treasure. I bet you'll live. You might live. And then and then the kicker is you get you finally get enough strength that you survive the initial fall, but then you're almost guaranteed to die on the next one. Like even if you heal up, because the next drop is even longer. And uh, and that's that is that is fucking fantastic to me. I love that game. Um, I love that spirit of just like it's not trolling you, but it, but it is just a little bit, just the just the tiniest bit. I don't know, man. The, the Arkham game just doesn't hold your hand at all. Arkham doesn't do that though. Well, so yeah. I don't I don't know that that's any good. I mean, it, it's no Arkham. I mean, Dark Souls is not not nearly as good as Arkham. That Mister Freeze boss battle. Am I right, guys? Oh yeah, That's for way sure. better boss battle than any for any sure. Dark Souls boss. Way battle. better. Who's a boss in Dark Souls? Not Mister Freeze. Why would you play it? <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I I like this War of Mine because it is it is dramatically different than anything else. Probably the most different game on the entire bracket, um, and, and I admire that and I respect that, and I'd like to see more games like it. Um, but I just, if we're just talking about like having fun and the game that I put more time into and, and wouldn't even, I'll totally go back and probably play it again when it comes out on next gen with the DLC bundled in. So uh, it, it's got to go to Dark Souls 2 for me. Um, let's talk about the last one, which is Divinity Original Sin and Shantae and the Pirate's <laughs> Curse. Oh. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. It lost hard. Doug's the only one who played Divinity, I think. Yeah. Um, Lucio Doug's did well, but he's not here. I played, I played Divinity, too. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have a little more insight. Is this, is this fair that this happened? Or? I think it's fine. I think it's fine that it happened. All right. Sorry, Shantae. Uh, <laughs> we look forward to um, slowly lowering you into the ground next, uh, next podcast. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our bonus poll to wrap things up. We have most hipstery hipster. I also didn't mention <laughs> yesterday's bonus poll, which was best character. Uh, congratulations to Clementine, who is I our, think Clementine deserved to win. Our, our winner for that wasn't she like the only serious one on the list? No, no all of them were serious. No, I think I think all of them would have been fine choices. Yeah. Um, Pagan Min was a great character. Rat bag. I, I I really liked Rat bag. Right. I don't. I guess you didn't. Like Pe- Pagan Min. The, the point. It was missing Sarah. I mean, clearly <laughs> she is the best character of this year. That's true. We did miss Sarah. So I'd like to point out here that most hipstery hipster uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is currently our winner, <laughs> thanks to his thanks to his new scarf. <laughs> Um, guys gotta go fast but this is important to me delson Rowe is in second place you guys don't know what a fucking hipster is if you elected <laughs> delson Rowe as hipster. if your name is you delson obviously you are a hipster <laughs> delson's a native american that's 100 percent fair and accurate yeah native I, americans I are hipsters that I, delson is missing a douchebaggy beard so delson, that does delson, take some of delson, his, his delson has a native american name and he wears a denim vest have you all native americans wear denim 
I'm fact. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not trying to make wide sweeping generalizations about a group of people here. <laughs> God, he, he probably he probably doesn't even smoke like a weed like a normal person. He probably just uses like peyote. Exactly. Like a real hipster. So you guys, first of all, it, it, your 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 little state doesn't have a green point. It doesn't have a Williamsburg. I can show you what a real fucking hipster is, and Delson is not a real hipster. Delson's set up as a small town punk. We have and he a, looks like a small. Our town state has punk. sugar house. We have a yeah. hipster central. We have a Native American reservation, and I saw a lot of hipsters there. <laughs> you, so do you see a lot of hipsters. We killed you all of, people. Do you see a lot of hipsters when you go to casinos? We don't. We don't have any Native American casinos. Uh, okay. Utah's not allowed to have anything fun. You probably see a ton of hipsters just if you hipsters. went to Native American casinos. If you went to like Foxwoods, you would see a lot of hipsters there. I actually didn't I didn't notice that uh Sunset Overdrive's main character and Watchdogs both finally got some votes. They were at zero earlier, so uh really I th- I think that they made the right choice here. I think Sonic is the most hipstery hipster. It does um, amuse me greatly that Sonic actually won that. <laughs> I just put that on as a joke. <laughs> Does he have a trilby yet? (laughs) He might. He even sounds like a a hipster in the new cartoon. God, I hope he gets one of those bicycles with the really big front wheels. (laughs) (laughs) That would just be perfect. So, you know, the the ending to Sonic Boom on the 3DS, that was all of them were dancing, ironically. Oh, yeah, that's probably it, huh? (laughs) I want him to answer his iPhone with, like, one of those connectors with an old receiver on it. So this is this 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 actually amused me because I think when I wrote my terrible Tuesday on the crew, and I talk about how much of a hipster Alex was, and I said, you know, I I forget what the line was, but I'm like, you know, he says, "Fuck you, I'm gonna put on my big headphones and listen to my iPhone or whatever it was," and you asked me if that was a real line in the game. I mean, it's just it seemed like it could be real. <laughs> it 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 really. It really kind of did, because um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that anybody like wrote the crew. Like I feel like I feel like they made the game and they're like, "Fuck, we gotta write something." <laughs> and uh, but, but then why did they do that? Like you don't have to write something in a racing game, and it would have been might have actually been a better game if they didn't write anything. I think you could have made a cool game with with no. I I didn't even think it would have a story. I had no <laughs> idea there was gonna be like a guy. I thought I thought of all the games this year where I would be safe from Troy Baker, it would have been the fucking crew. <laughs> How do you get in there? How do you get in there? I, I mean, you're making your character is a car. Why did we need him? It's almost like they were just obligated to have Troy Baker in the game. Like, well, I guess we got to have a story. Like Ubisoft hired him for four games, and then they forgot <laughs> they forgot that he was supposed to be the voice of Rayman, and so they're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Now we got to make another game with a story. Now, what, about this, what about this car one? Okay. Put him in there. Sorry, Troy. You don't get to play Rayman. Well, that that means I get to uh, cut. You, you know, you got you gotta you gotta increase my pay. Troy's only in it for Rayman. That's my Troy Baker. It's a good. Very Troy good. Baker. I, I'm, I just thought he was on the podcast. I'm yeah. jo- I'm Joel and I'm Ellie. <laughs> don't no. <laughs> you're, you're 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 great. You make a great Troy Baker. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it? Um, yeah. Anyway, Troy Baker. All right. Well, that's everything. So I think if it, um, 
I, did we decide that Saturday we're all we're all cool reconvening on Saturday? I probably won't be able to, but what about the? This re- is news to me, what? but yeah, I can probably do that. All right, you think you can do it? What, Jay? Is it something that you think you can pull off? We'll just do it the early afternoon. We won't do it Saturday night. Should be fine. Okay, so on Saturday we'll meet once more and just do a little little quickie to announce our uh, announce our winner and uh, maybe talk about how just the rest of the voting goes, the extra bonus polls, stuff like that. Uh, so there will be lots of fun to be had there. So make sure you check back with us then. If you haven't already voted, go vote. By the time this goes up, we're going to have a whole new set of brackets up. And uh, it's, it's exciting. Be excited. Why aren't you more excited? And maybe in the future you can save Danganronpa 3. Yeah, maybe Danganronpa 3 can have a chance. But we know if, if it's the same year as Arkham, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight for the win. Maybe email us and tell us why our choices are gay. Yeah, so if you'd like to reach out to us via email, social media, whatever, contact at Enemy Slime. We're also at The Enemy Slime on Facebook and Twitter. So feel tell, free to... Uh, tell us tell us why Destiny needed to be our game of the year. Yeah, where's, why, where's why Destiny? Why should Jared kill himself? Nobody, nobody even pointed out that <laughs> Destiny's not there. <laughs> why, why should I kill myself? Why should Jay... Well, who, why should we die? Let us know. I mean, I made, I made bad choices, but I don't know that I deserve to just kill myself because of them. <laughs> um, I guess some people really don't like Hearthstone. That's the that's probably the moral of the story. So Yeah, probably. Anyway, thank you for uh thank you for joining least, us. Thanks for voting. At least at least not Destiny players because Destiny is so much more complex and detailed game than Hearthstone is. Man, if you if you are like playing the shit out of Destiny, I think that's fine, but I think you have to at least admit that it's not game of the year. Come on. Come well, on. Destiny is almost as good as Arkham. Almost. Be real. <laughs> Be real here. Is Mr. Freeze in Destiny? No. no. But you no. can make a character who kind of looks like Mr. Freeze. Or at least like, the Arnold oh, version from Batman and Robin. That Why don't you true. just write a nice article about why Destiny players should kill themselves? Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, that yeah. That's it. That's, it. that's, that's the end. <laughs> <laughs>